You're listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. You can find notes for this message along with more information about our church by visiting church2911.com. Here's our associate pastor, Brent Hand, with this week's message. So uh, Genesis 37 says this about Joseph. Joseph had a dream, and when he told it to his brothers, they hated him even more. They already hated him because his dad liked him the best. And he said to them, hear this dream that I have dreamed. Behold, we were binding sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheaf arose and stood upright, and behold, your sheaves gathered around it and bowed down to my sheaf. And so Joseph had this, um, this, this dream. He had this dream. And so he has this, this, you know, obviously he's bound for royalty if this dream is true. And, you know, that, that's the awesome thing to have, is to have a purpose and have a, have a destination, a plan in place for your life. And, and you know, our world is, is so... They're, just, they're hurting and they're hopeless because they need purpose. And there's so many, I've listened to so many uh, philosophers and, and uh, of, you know, modern times trying to, to, to find purpose in, in reality apart from God. And it just, it comes up lacking because it's, uh, it's trying to put purpose into something instead of finding that purpose that's already, already placed in it from somewhere outside of reality, if that makes sense. Um, but, but, but God and, and, and what he has for us, the purpose he has for us is, is great and big and beautiful. And so today, the, the simple message today, the simple message is that God has a plan for your life. Trust him. That's, that's, that's it. That's it. Band can come back up. We can go home. Okay? But it's not that easy, is it? It'd be really, it'd be really great if we could just read that and do that. But it's not. It's not that easy because, because we don't always trust him. Right? When things start to go wrong, we, you know, we'll sit here and sing about it. We'll sit here and, and talk about faith rise up. We'll sing these songs and talk about, you know, we'll, we'll say, yeah, I trust God completely. But when things start to fall apart, what happens? We start trying to handle it on our own, right? We start trying to figure it out. We start worrying about it. We start, we start trying to deal with it in our way instead of trusting God. Or we sit back and we just, oh, we just trust, we trust God's going to work it out and be very passive about it. And I'm not advocating that either, but I'm advocating, I'm, I'm here to say that I believe God is calling us to live a life as if he has it all handled, because he already does, right? And to live a life as if, if so in our interactions, in the way we carry ourselves, that we would interact with people, that we would, we would, we would talk to people, that we would uh, live our life and, and t- make decisions as if he already had it under control because he already does. Um, you know, I think we think that, you know, if God would just like, you know, give us a dream like Joseph had, just say, here's what your life's, where it's going to end up. Here's, here's the place you're going to end up. That would be so much easier, right? If God would just go ahead and lay it all out. But Joseph's life wasn't easy. If you don't know the story of Joseph, what happens is from here, uh, his brothers get so mad at him, they throw him into a pit and try to decide what to do with him. They want to kill him, but they, they are talked into just selling him into slavery. And so he, he becomes a slave. He goes down to Egypt, become, is a slave there, um, and gets accused of some horrible things, ends up in prison. Um, and then, then he's forgotten there. He has friends that he makes there that promise they're going to help get him out when they get out. Don't do that. And he gets left there for another couple of years. And uh, finally, he gets to the place of promise. And so he, he had to go through all these horrible things in order to get to that that, that, that dream that God had for his life at the beginning. But, but it, it wasn't easy. And so God spelling it out for you right here doesn't necessarily make it any easier, right? 
So, so the question is, is like Joseph, Joseph was able through all those horrible things that I just laid out, he was able to hold on to what God had for him. He was able to hold on to it. And so the question is, is how do we hold on to the dream? How do we hold on, even knowing that things are not always going to be peachy keen, everything's not going to be perfect all the time, knowing that, how do we hold on to it and continue to believe? And there's a few things I think we can learn from his life. life. The first thing I want to talk about today is that the dream is not about you. If you, if you read that first scripture like I kind of read it, I kind of felt like, you know, here, uh, here this dream that I have dreamed. You know, it, sound, it sounds very much, and, and here's the thing about Joseph, is he's, he's a, he, as far as protagonists go, as people in this story goes, he, he doesn't have many flaws. He doesn't have many, many flaws at all. But if you look at the other, the other historical figures that are, are presented in the Bible, they all have like major flaws. And we hear horrible things that, ha- that they do in their lives. Even if they do great things, there's, there's places where they really mess up. But Joseph has very few. And this is one of those, t- the, the little place where I see him maybe having, having just, just a little place where he, where he might could, could have uh, changed some things. And that's in his, his pride and in the way that he, he, he talked about the dream. It, it even says in Genesis 37, it says, So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Now we like to think, like, no, no, no. They just liked him for his dreams. They just liked him for the good things that God was doing, and they were mad at, it, at him for that. But it's also his words. And actually, the Hebrew word there that says his words, it can also be translated as like his speech or the account that he gives. And so it's like his own take on that dream that, that made him angry, right? And so I think sometimes we as Christians, we can do that. I don't, we can do that. We can say, we can think, oh, they just don't like me because of the, the awesome thing that God's doing in my life. You know, and say, oh, they hated, they hated Jesus. They're going to hate me too. And that's fine. But maybe the fact that you're going to jerk sometimes doesn't help things, right? And so being a jerk or being prideful, that doesn't necessarily kill the dream, but it does make it harder. And so if Joseph wouldn't have done this, would he have ticked them off to the point where he got thrown in the pit, that he got sold into slavery? Well, well, he had to do what you say. He had to do all that, you know, in order to, you know, for God to, to put him in the place where he could, you know, become uh, second to Pharaoh. For all that to happen, he, you know, he, but, but I don't, we don't know that. We don't, we don't know that. We could, it, it could be that, that God had a, a different plan, <laughs> one that didn't involve slavery and prison, you know. Um, but, but in this place, he, he, made it, he made it even harder on himself possibly. And, and so I think that speaks to us. And so we have to learn from our mistakes, right? The problem is, is we don't learn well from our mistakes. We don't often, because of that pride, we don't often admit when we're wrong. So um, there's this thing called the Dunning-Kruger effect, and I've heard it come up several times here recently. The Dunning-Kruger effect, this is a very simplified version of the kind of graph. And these, these researchers named Dunning and Kruger, obviously, they uh, did some research, and there's this video that really goes into it that I, I linked on the sermon notes page. If you want to go watch that later, don't watch it now, um, even though it's better than the way I'm going to explain it. Um, but, but basically, they looked at, I think it was 50 years of research of, of different tests done about, basically, about, about peop- how people perceived their own ability in any task. And so their competence... And their confidence in the, the, ratio, the, the, the relationship those things had together. And so as people learn a new skill, at the beginning, they get really confident. And so the, 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 some of the graphs I saw even 
uh, called this part right here, the high point right here, as the peak of Mount Stupid. That's what they called it. <laughs> and so we get right there, and man, we've got it all figured out. And, but then what happens is then we, if, if we're lucky, we learn a little bit more, and we get knocked down to the bottom. And we realize, hey, I don't have everything figured out. And it's from there, how do we keep going? Now, you can look at this, and you can say, well, well, hey, like that's only like maybe young people over there and older people over here. This isn't time, okay? That's not, this isn't a time thing. This is competence. This is learning, right? How much you learn about something. So there's people that spend their whole lives scaling Mount Stupid, okay? <laughs> they do. There's people that do that. that they, they do that. There, there were some people, that, that one of the tests, they, 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 uh, the, the uh, surveys they looked at, it was a, a tech company, and they looked and they asked, they asked people like where they would rank themselves as far as ability in the company, and 40% said they were in the top 5%. And I don't know much about math, but 40% can't be 5% in the top 5%. And so that, but we do that. That, that was shown over and over and over and over and over. And people do that, and they get stuck right here at the top of Mount Stupid. They get stuck right there. And, and you say, well, this is just a, you know, a, a these guys, they're not, I, I, as far as I know, they weren't Christians or the, they weren't, uh, you know, doing this for any kind of spiritual thing. But it backs up what the Bible says in Proverbs. It says, do you see a man who is wise in his own eyes? There is more hope for a fool than for him. If you don't know what you don't know, you can't grow. That's where you are now. I wish that last part rhymed. It would be really nice if it did. But it doesn't. But if you don't know what you don't know, you can't grow past where you are right now, okay? And that, hopefully, hopefully, you learn from your lesson. Joseph did not, if I can go back to that scripture, uh, Genesis 37, 8, 10, 8 and 10, uh, he, uh, he, he didn't learn from his lesson. He actually had another dream and told, then told his whole family about it. And here's what his father said. His father said, uh, his father rebuked him and said to him, what is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall I and your mother and your brothers indeed come to bow ourselves to the ground before you? He didn't learn from his lesson. He just kept doing it. And so then what happens is he ends up in the pit. He ends up being, being sold as, into slavery, ended up on the road to being in prison. Lots of bad things in, in, in ahead for him. But Joseph's dream, the dream that God gave him, wasn't really about Joseph, right? And Joseph, maybe he didn't see that at the beginning. It wasn't about Joseph. It was about, all, and it wasn't about his rise to power. It was about all the millions of people, including his family, that threw him in the pit, that he would help save their lives along the way. God was going to use him to do something awesome, despite all the other things going on in his life. And it was really not about Joseph being second, second in command. It was really about the people that were going to, that, were, that he was going to save along the way. And so your dream, the dream that God has for you, it's not about you. It's not about you. It's about other people that you can reach. It's the other people that you can, you can, you can spend your time with and, and work on. But it, you never get there. You'll never get there if you don't learn your lessons when you, when you make mistakes. Um, and so, so God was working out his plan for Joseph every step of the way. Uh, th th this dream that he had, it wasn't just something that magically happened one day. You know, Joseph didn't just wake up one day and he was, he was oh, I'm royalty now. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm second to the king. That's not what happened. He, he, he went through a whole lot of things. And actually, we, you can sit and read it. It's just three or four chapters. You can sit and read it in you know, one sitting easily. 
But, uh, but, but, but for Joseph, you know how long this took? From the time he was sold into slavery until the time he, he, he was brought to the, the Pharaoh, it was, it was uh, 13 years, 13 years of struggle, of suffering. And so, so that, that thing is the dream, though, it's not, it's not off somewhere in the future. It was with Joseph every step of the way through all that. And so we have to see that, 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 that what God is doing in us when we're struggling and through all the problems in life, he's doing something inside of us. He's doing something inside of you, wherever you're at. I'm thinking about, I, I ought to think about uh, Jesus when he, went, he uh, went to see Lazarus when Lazarus was dead. Lazarus had died. Lazarus was his friend. And so he'd gone, he, he went to, to see him, to raise him from the dead. And uh, he's there with, with uh, Martha, Lazarus' sister. And Martha's having a really hard time with it. And so uh, Jesus says to her, he says, your brother will rise again. And Martha says to him, I know that he will rise again in the resurrection. You know, I'm, on the last day, I know like way off in the future, he's going to rise again. I know that. But Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. She was looking eyeball to eyeball with the answer that she was looking for. It was right there. It was right there in the middle of a problem. Yeah, yeah, he was going to rise again, and, you know, at the end, but he was, Jesus was there to do something awesome right then. And that thing is, is God is always working on us. Um, in Acts chapter 7, Stephen, just before he's martyred, he, in this, this long speech he gives, he, he talks about Joseph. He says, because the patriarchs, jo Joseph's brothers, were jealous of Joseph, they sold him as a slave in Egypt, but God was with him and rescued him from all his troubles. He gave Joseph wisdom and enabled him to gain goodwill of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And so, so wherever you're at, God is working on you. Just like Joseph, he was being worked on the whole time. Getting the, the, the kid that was thrown into the pit was not the kid who, who stood before the king, that stood before the Pharaoh. God was working on him every step of the way. And, and the, so it's not about where you find yourself today. It's about who you are becoming. It's about who, who God is, is, is helping you become. He's wanting to make you more like him, more like Jesus. That's what he wants to do. He wants to make you more like Jesus, to, to follow him better. So, and, and sometimes in the middle of our struggle is the best place for us to see what it is. And we don't like that. It's real quiet right now because we don't like that. We don't like to hear that the struggle is good sometimes. But sometimes the struggle is good because it's, it's preparing us for something better. It's, and so it's not about where you find yourself. It's not about what's been done to you. It's about what you will do because your character will speak in those, those times. And so, so you know, if, if in those places, if you find yourself in a place of, of, uh, of, of, of pain, of, of, of suffering right now, you know, I don't, I don't believe that God, every, every horrible thing that happens in life, that God's to blame for it. Just like, just like what happened to Joseph, I don't think God's to blame for all that. But I do think God uses what, what, he, what happens in our life to help us, that God works it out for us. Um, so are we paying attention? Are we going to learn the lesson of where we're at right now? Um, Rogina posted this on Facebook, and I didn't know where it was from because uh, I, 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 we're, we're further behind in the Grow Group curriculum than I guess everyone else is. But she posted this, and I asked her where it was from, and she said it's from our Grow Group curriculum. So, but it said, God's presence is enough to change us even if it does not change our circumstances. And that's, it's, it's like when we're in the middle of it, if we'll trust God, if we'll trust him, if we'll trust him, he wants to do something in our lives, but he's preparing you. And if we, do, if we don't pay attention, 
if we don't pay attention to what he's doing, we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. Um, and look, when bad things happen to us, how do we react? How did Jesus react? Peter, Peter this, this is what he said about J Jesus. He said, he did not retaliate when he was insulted. He didn't retaliate, nor, nor threaten revenge when he, when he suffered. He left his case in the hands of God, who always judges fairly. This is, this is the life that Jesus led. This is the guy that we, if we're Christians, so we say we're following, right? And so our call is not to make sure they get theirs, but to, to, be, to be humble and to say, you know what, God, I trust you. I trust you. Because, you know what, I'm not perfect. It's hard for me to throw, throw rocks, right? It's hard for me to, for my glass house, right? It's hard to do that. So, so uh, we got to be like Jesus and, and return hate with compassion, return grace, uh, return violence with grace, right? And we've got, we've got to do that. We've got to be those kind of people because that's who God is making us into. Um, Joseph, when, throughout his life, he was accused of, of, this, of, of sin. He was thrown into to prison. He was forgotten there. So many things people did to him, so many things. But through it all, God took care of him. And so that, that should be encouraging to you today. That should be encouraging to us that wherever you find yourself, God's still got it under control. There's no reason to, to freak out, okay? There's no reason because God's got it under control. God has it under control. And no matter where you are, you know, people may have forgotten you, but you're always on God's heart. People may hurt you, but God has a plan to give you a future and hope. Uh, people may reject you, but God welcomes you in. People may abandon you, but God has prepared a place for you. People may cut you off, but, but God has made you part of the family. People may fail you, but God never does. God has never failed. He's never failed. And so I don't know where you're at today. You might be in the middle of something you don't even think about. But trust God. Trust God. Be the person that God's called you to be. be. Be more like Jesus and walk through this and trust him. Because there's something better at the end. There's something good coming. It may not look like it where you're at right now. But you're eyeball to eyeball with the answer you're looking for today. You're eyeball to eyeball with Jesus. Um, so don't give up because the dream is bigger than you think it is. And that's the thing I think, you know, when Joseph started, he thought the dream was all about him, him being exalted, him being, being a little ruler, you know, him having some awesome things happen for him. But at the end, he realized the dream was much bigger than him. And so he actually has to go stand before Pharaoh. What happens is Pharaoh has a dream and it bothers him and he begins to ask every, you know, every person he knows, all his, his officials and you know, the, you know, everybody that wouldn't know truth, uh, soothsayers and that kind of thing would come and try to figure out what it is that, that he's, he's dealing with and nobody could give him an answer. And then suddenly one guy's like, hey, there was this guy in prison that I knew and remembers Joseph. And they pull Joseph out and he stands before Pharaoh and he's able in that moment to answer what Pharaoh, to give the answer that Pharaoh was looking for. And he actually says, what he, what he says, though, is pretty great. As he says in Genesis 41, 16, he says, um, next slide, uh, Kevin, I'm sorry. I, I cannot do it, Joseph replied to Pharaoh, but God will give Pharaoh 
the answer he desires. He realized that it was bigger than him. He realized that, that what he wanted to do was much bigger. We like, we like a little dream. We like a little dream, that we, you know, a career, you know, or, or a little goal. We like those kind of things. But, but God's got big dreams. God's got big dreams for us. We like little dreams because we can do that on our own. But God's got big things planned. God's got, God's got bigger things than just, than just, you know, where you work or, or where you go to school. or, or those, those things are important. But God wants to use every part of your life to take you somewhere amazing, to take you somewhere that you can't imagine you would ever be right now. But and if you trust him, it's possible. If you trust him and hold on, it's possible. Um, John 15, Jesus says this. He says, I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit from a, for apart from me. You can do nothing. It's him. It's all him. It's all him. So it's not me. It's him. And that's what one of the things Joseph learned. The other thing Joseph learned is it's, it's not... It, that it's up to him, not me, but it's also not up to them. It's not up to his brothers. Because in Genesis, Genesis chapter 50, uh, verse 20, he says this. I'm sorry I'm going all over the place, Kevin. I apologize, buddy. Uh, <laughs> you intended to harm me. He says this to his brothers. You intended to harm me, but God intended it for good, to accomplish what is now being done, the saving of many lives. So it's not up to them. It's not up to the people in your life that, that have done you wrong or whatever. It's not up to them. Because the, the bad they've done, God can use it to do something awesome. So the question is, is in this season, will you, will you learn from where you're at? Will you, will you, will you trust God through this? Or will you, will, you, will you coast and just blindly try to get through it? Or will you, will you try to take handle of yourself? No, we can't do that. We've got to trust God. We've got to follow him and, and believe that where he's taking us is better. I don't know, again, where you're at, and I don't know what you're going through, but I know that God has a plan for your life. I know that. So there, that, that's why I started off with the whole, the, that, that statement at the beginning, is that God has, has a purpose for your life. Because I think there's nothing, nothing that's, that's greater that I can share with you. And that God has a purpose for your life. There's a reason that you're breathing air right now. There's a reason that you're still here. And so if you're still here, you know what that means? That means the dream is still alive. Don't give up. Don't give up. The dream is still alive. Wherever you're at, remember that. The dream is still alive. Don't give up on it. Don't, don't, don't try to figure it out yourself. Don't just coast. Don't abandon it completely. The dream is still alive. You're still here. God's still doing something. There's big things, big thing God wants to do if you'll trust Him, if you'll trust Him. Thanks for listening to the Church 2911 Sermons Podcast. If you have a need, we would love to pray with you. You can connect with our prayer team by emailing prayer at church2911.com or by texting 205-476-2911. You can learn more about our church by visiting us online at church2911.com and by connecting with us on Facebook and Instagram at church2911. We hope this message has encouraged you and reminded you that God loves you and has an amazing dream for your life. As always, we dare you to dream.